They are the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You are now listening to the 12.15 Club. Back at it again for another edition of the 1215 Club. My Ariel here on the mic. Joined as always by Dylan the Graphics Guy, Marvin the Print, Eric Big German, and our surprise in-studio guest. What up, doe? Jeff and Detroit oh, made it into the oh, man cave. Yeah. Thank you, fellas, for having me. I appreciate it. What do you think of the studio? Man, listen, this is a wonderland. I don't understand how you guys get anything done with this place around here, man. This joint is outstanding. It is way better in person than it is on camera, dude. I'm just, I'm I'm in awe. I am totally in awe of what you guys are. You come into work to work here like, my God. Yeah, I mean, we get stuff done here. <laughs> I'm wink. I'm winking at. You. <laughs> right, right. right. I, I. How was? How far was the uh, drive from Detroit over to Milford? The drive actually was. The drive is actually about a about a ten hour drive. Oh wow! It's about a ten hour drive. But you know, I'm gonna tell you, you put on the right music selection, and you know, and I'm gonna tell you what really got me here fast was me thinking about the show just you know being here being able to come sit and kick it with my boys and you know what i'm saying it's kind of like having those imaginary friends that everybody swear up and down that you don't have (laughs) (laughs) oh you're sure right (laughs) 12 15 damn pastor you know why you really like yeah man but (laughs) i i heard you talking to fritzy was what who was the nicest out of the guys that you got to meet meet on air (sighs) the nicest in all honesty, Seton. Seton was, Seton, it was between Seton and, of course, me and Marv already, you know. It mm-hmm. feels like I've been knowing Marvin because I used to call. It's like you. Mm-hmm. When you call in, Super Mario, you know what I'm saying? But uh, Seton, meeting Seton in person was uh, was really, and Todd is, you know, I'm going to tell you like this. I talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Me and Todd could probably sit up and <laughs> yap all day long, bro. I kid you not. I, you know, it, he's one of those individuals you can probably just, you know. Sit down and just. Whew. I felt bad breaking it up because they were back there uh, talking, and we were going to start twelve fifteen club. And I was like, I didn't know when to get in. I didn't really have a space. So I was like, trying to <laughs> trying to, to get, get in, in on two two cats <laughs> yapping off at the mouth. Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you, Tyler. I have to really give it up to him because he's been like, you know, my my guy through the whole situation and just you know coming up here and like I said, I'm I, I had to keep from tearing up because it's like you see your people in person it's like wow this is really amazing eric the tyler had more or less hair than you expected he had a hat on man he had a hat on man strategic no 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 i can imagine just you and todd on the 10-hour drive back there's not a second of silence listen i tell you if i get if i get on the road with somebody like todd (laughs) i could drive the whole way with no problem if i've had a trip like that went down south and they stuck the right guy up front with me by the time we look up we in atlanta i was like oh no problem eric Wait, so last time I knew you were working uh, as an Uber driver, are you still doing that? Yeah, I still do that. Do you yeah. talk basically the whole drive? Like, how's that work you know, out? What happens? Because some drivers, like, you know. It's with like, Uber, okay. is like, it's, it's almost like with anything else. What you have to do is you have to uh, figure out 
if your person wants to talk. You yeah, know, yeah. it's one of those situations like I'll ask a couple of questions to derive a certain answer from uh, de- derive a certain answer from somebody. So from their answer, I can tell if they want to talk or if they don't want to talk. So, you know. You find that you'll be somebody's, uh, I- I've been like, you know, taxi cab confessions. <laughs> a girl cheated on her boyfriend with somebody and didn't know how to handle it. Or, you know, you, you run across all kind of situations because you figure like this. They're only going to see me once and then they're gone about their business. So, you know. Are you ever listening to the show while doing Uber? And oh, all the time. Reaction ever? Yes, actually, I, I've, I've listened to the show. I, I have to cut the show off at times because. I find, you know, when I call in and I say, well, you know, you guys made me laugh. I kid you not. I will laugh in public or just somebody will say something that is just so hilarious that you just can't contain yourself. And it's been like that on the show. Like, I'll be like, oh, hell no. You know, blah, blah, blah. And it looks like everything's all. I was like, oh, I'm listening to the Dan Patrick show. And believe it or not, I've recruited a couple of people just listening to the show because what happened is Dan uh, with his the excellent way that he interviews people you know the way he goes in asks certain questions the my passengers end up asking me well who is that that we're listening to oh this is the Dan Patrick show he comes on blah 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 you know Peacock is free you know and then it kind of goes from there so you know I'm spreading a little Dan Patrick one one person at a time one one Uber ride at a time you're like a Dan Patrick show ambassador yes 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 <laughs> this, this is very very true <laughs> Eric this is your first time meeting Dan in person, is that correct? Yes, it is. What was that moment like when he, because I was standing <clears> next to you, and he kind of just came out? It surprised me, because I didn't expect, you know, I thought that I was going to, you know, go to him. He actually, you know, I turned around, and he's right there. And the first thing I said, wow, they are that blue. And the second thing, <laughs> he, looks, he really does, he looks good for his age. You know, I'm, I don't know how old he is, but he he does look, I hope. That when I age, I age like that. You know what I mean? Because you see some people and you're like, man, he looks like he's about 80. He do be 50 years old. But <laughs> it was just I had to fight back the tears because, like I said, I've been a fan of dance for years. I have uh, been I've been watching the show before Frit- when Fritzy and uh, McLovin's desk did not have any stickers on them. All they had was like a. Uh, Sparty on sticker, maybe that was about it, but it wasn't too much memorabilia, you know, around. And look at you guys now. I mean, there's stuff everywhere. What made you start watching the show? And we've had you on before, and I don't know if we've asked yeah. that, but I'm just kind of curious how. I was working for a transportation company, and we ended up having some time that you have like a little bit of downtime and I didn't feel like going home. They had uh, FS1 at the time. So I'm listening to FS1 and I just had my back turn and I heard uh, Dan say something. I'm like, he's absolutely right. And then I turned around and I think it was Paulie insulted Todd, I believe. No. no <laughs> Paulie insulted, yeah, sure. Uh, unbelievable, right? <laughs> Paulie insulted Todd. And from that point on, I, you know, I kind of got the brand of humor that was out there. And it was like, it just went from there, you know. So I would tune in like every day. And gradually, I called in one day, got on air, and just been a fan ever since. This is like when Chris and Syracuse was just, you know, ruling the airwaves. And I, you know, call in and it figured out how to keep it short sweet get in get out you know so mark all right so you're probably one of our top five callers who else would you put up on your level as far as people that you know like shay and irving or somebody or ryan and honolulu like who would you put 
up on that level with you? Well, I'm going to tell you who's coming on strong. And this guy made me feel bad because I actually lost a, I won a bet against him. And he made me feel bad about it. <laughs> How is it that you make me feel bad about the bet? I'm trying to figure that out, dude. James in Virginia, when I ended up, it was a bet that we had, and he ended up having to take a pie to the face. That's when everybody found out, you know, James in Virginia is James in Virginia. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and he was so positive about it. How in the hell do you make me feel bad about making you take a pot to the face? But that guy, you know, I, he, he has a lot of energy. Let me see who else. Uh, Alan, Alan, uh, Alan, Atlanta. You got a couple of callers that are, you know, that that are, are really, really special to the show and understands and gets it. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing about the Dan Patrick show. It has a very uh, what is the word niche is like a specific type of sense of humor where it falls right in and if yeah. you get it you're really gonna get it plus you know great entertainment man have you made friends with people just from being fans of the show yes i have i've i've made several friends i've made uh uh laura chris i mean all of the guys on chat row you know i can call them up uh john and milwaukee so john, you guys talk on the yeah phone? we talk on the phone oh. we like like text back and forth and things of that nature so from chat row has i mean chat row sprung a lot of uh uh, uh you know, friendships from mm-hmm. that. And that was the one thing when you guys switched over to Peacock or, you know, when you go from one platform to another, that's the one thing that everybody was worrying about because we didn't know how we would be able to, you know, continue on with, uh, you know, carrying on conversations and having, it's almost being just super fans of Dan Patrick show, talking about the show, talking about how Fritz did this or, you know, their hatred for Mario or, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All kind of stuff. Fat man. Rio. So, I was going by Fat Rio for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were brutal, but dude, you know, I mean, it's 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 like that love hate thing. You know yeah, what I mean? You're yeah, theirs. Yeah. For them to hate, you're all theirs, yeah, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? Take what I can get. Oh, look, <laughs> Eric. So one of the motifs the last couple of weeks has been talking about the barbecue and the songs that oh, are yeah. there, and then different cultures have different types of songs and stuff. So Marvin today um, play all. So there's. There's a nine commercial breaks during the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is term- terminal, but this, so basically, there's there's six times a show where you, Marvin can change the song because mm-hmm. um, the the top of the hours have the bells and kind of that pre produced open. But um, so I was just wondering, first of all, like, do, do you think that's funny? Because I can never tell. Like here. I'm like, it seems funny in the room, but I'm like, is that true? Like across the country and across cultures, right? They're talking specifically about like a a, a black family kind of getting together at a barbecue or that kind of a thing. But I'm like, there's not a monolith. You can't be like, okay, well, all white families like this music, right? So like, do you feel like the the people who have called in and have talked about um, the songs that they have, like, do you feel like that's true for you? And then also we need to grade Marvin on his song choice for uh, week one. First of all, and, and believe it or not, uh, it's actually it's so funny because n- so, you don't even think about it. But once he started talking about it, everybody, you know, African-Americans do have a certain, you know, set list. And hilarious because it's certain songs that you just come in on that makes you feel like got to give it up Frankie Beverly and Mace it's just certain songs that go good at uh, at, at barbecues you know to set uh, the vibe it, exactly exactly and it's it's one other thing that you're always gonna have at a, a, a black barbecue one thing cards 
or Domino's. Mm. There's going to be a space table or a big <laughs> table or a Domino's <laughs> table off in a corner somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, and I think that, you know, because I, I said that yesterday or the day before, like we're not all a monolith, but the thing about black people is black people look at each other like a family. Yeah. That's when you say brother, sister, or if I see if I see Jeff and I've known Jeff forever, I may call him unk, mm-hmm. like uncle. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. But that's a family friend or somebody yeah. I've known forever. So it's just not a guy. So the thing about black folks, as far as that's concerned, it's very much kind of the same same thing. Like if I say, oh, you ever been down to Essence Fest in, in New Orleans? Like, no, I haven't. But I know somebody that's been but, down yeah. there. Right. So I think it's just so funny. Like, like Puerto Ricans will have something where you don't know this other person from a hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. But if you say, oh, whatever, you know, song or anything like that, they'll they'll know for the connects most. Connects you guys. For yep, the most it's part, a, right? It's a universe. That's yeah. it on it. You hit the nut. It's a universal connection that mm-hmm. everybody else shares. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, once you're well, music is universal anyway. In my yeah. opinion, music has always been universal. You know, you can sit no matter what your opinion is on politics, no matter your skin color. A good song is going to be a good song regardless. Mm-hmm. Now, whether it's consumed by who, whoever is consumed by, you know, that depends on, you know, that particular, you know, dynamic of the situation. But all in all, when you have something that's just, I mean, spectacular music, you know, you're just going to. So say, for instance, you come to the family barbecue and you might not you've never heard of george clinton's flashlight now that right there that right that's a a barbecue song but that's the party starter once you hear the beginning of certain songs you already it's just like you know it's on you know it's like certain songs that you hear you hear two seconds of that song and you like oh it's getting ready to go down (laughs) for real you know yeah, not like I, I like. I mean, I like a lot of the music that Marvin was playing today. Mm-hmm. My parents just like old music or oldies to mm-hmm. say, right? So like Marvin Gaye, Never Too Much, stuff like that. I love hearing that kind of stuff. So I think, like you say, it's always a connection um, having that music because it's like, oh, that reminds me of my parents or it reminds me of uh, parties with their friends. Believe it or not, though, my my set list when it comes to barbecue is it it it, it consists of certain songs, but. My musical taste is so eclectic, man. I can go all over the place. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to like the Ramones, I'll uh, Ambro- uh, uh B52s. I love the B52s. I like uh it was a group that was out uh god, I'm blanking on the group right now. They made Trans Europe Express back in the day. I can't think Craftwork. They're like the original house band. You know what I'm saying? And you can go back and grab some of their work from back in the day and it's still relevant to this day because you'll find rem- to that in hip hop it's so it, it hip hop came from craft work so tough a lot of people don't know about you know but that's like you know my set list so you'll sit there put on trans europe express next to marvin gay and people will be looking like oh what you know about that you know <laughs> like mixing it up though marvin has something yeah just to uh um, to jeff's point about like us being a family all right so if somebody like white does something you know they get in some trouble you're not thinking twice about it, right? So if somebody black does something, you're like, oh, making us all look bad. Come <laughs> exactly. on, man, what are you doing? It's exactly, like, and, exactly. And dead ass serious, in all seriousness, you'll be like. Oh. You get to the point where yeah. you're like, man, I hope it doesn't turn into that. And as soon as you right. look up, it's like. 
That's what I heard the uh, Detroit Police Department said about you when. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did they say? What did they say, Biggie? <laughs> when you, what did they say, when baby? You, Go when ahead. You had get an it active crime scene mm-hmm. and you were going through the fridge looking for some food. Oh, <laughs> you can't be doing that to oh, us. The story. The story. Oh, you remember that? You remember that? I told you guys that story yes, about yeah. that. Oh yeah, my yeah, goodness! Yeah. About the head. I told you guys about the head. Yeah. Oh man! For those that don't, you want me to tell it real quick? I just real, real, real quick. I was on patrol and I was an atom unit. So what that means? I was by myself. What ends up happening? Somebody died and they didn't have a head. Homicide had already been there, left the scene, and they were waiting on the body snatchers. The people that come pick up bodies. So they're waiting on those guys to come out, and I'm there by myself. The the body is in the bed with no head on it, and nobody can find out where the head is. So I'm roaming around. I'm saying, damn, I'm hungry. You know, I'm looking at <laughs> the refrigerator, don't see anything. Look in the freezer, the head is looking straight oh. at me. Dude, I jumped and almost hit my head on the, on, on the ceiling, came back down, man, and it was just like... <sighs> And then I call homicide. You know, I'm like, listen, I found the head, you know, through my expert tutelage and, you know, my detective skills. So they get there like that's some bull crap, man. He messed around and went in the refrigerator. Look at snacks. You always he always know when the good snacks are coming out. You know, the problem is while you're eating that, you were you were also snacking on some leftovers from the fridge. too. Uh, I found that like, it was kind of weird. Like, but. listen here. <laughs> but yeah, man, being a police officer had its advantages and its disadvantages. So one quick story I want to tell you guys about, if you will let me indulge me. It was a time that, and, and it's it, me and my partner was just talking about this. It was a particular guy that was in the neighborhood that just kept stealing cars. And we could never catch him because he literally was a track star. He ran track for somebody. So as soon as you would try to catch him, he would jump out the car and start hopping over fences and just take off. He would always smoke the police officer. So we got together. We said, we got to get this guy because he's stealing everything in the neighborhood. They put a tail on him. They had a specific unit developed for him. Pull him over. Dude uh, takes off, bolts, but he has a passenger this time. So what we end up doing is we put pressure to passenger. We like, listen, we already know where he stays, this, this, that, and the other. (sighs) No, man, it wasn't him. It wasn't him because the guy's name was Mark, but we used to call him Rabbit. So like, we know Mark stole his car. And then he finally admitted that Mark stole the vehicle. What ends up happening, we go, <clears throat> we end up going, and I tell the guy, I say, listen, give me his coat, because he had one of those eight-ball coats. You remember the leather eight-ball eight jackets? <laughs> Grab the eight-ball jacket. I jump in a stolen car and pull in front of Mark's house with the lights off. Blow the horn two times. He comes out, jumps in the car. He says, what happened, man? You got away from him? I'm like, yeah, I sure did. Look over, <laughs> grab him, and take him to jail. Because he actually thought that the guy came back to pick yeah. him up. Because he voted. He didn't oh see God. what happened. Wow. So we finally ended up getting him. Snack rabbit. Oh, snack <laughs> rabbit. Look at him. You're a jokester, man. You got him, don't you? Dill? <laughs> Uh, I mean, if I was the guy in the passenger seat, I would have been pissed. He just, you're like the fastest guy alive and he just bolts it out you and just leave, hangs you out the drive. I had no clue whatsoever what was going on. He was actually high as hell. He was like, man, what's happening? No, I didn't know the car was stolen. This, that, and the other. The other guy took off. Mad, gone. Well, thank you for coming in. It was great meeting you in person for the first time. Um, we appreciate all that you contribute to the show daily, weekly. Um, you know, Many more years of calling in, and you know you're you're a great fan, and you know a good part of the Dan Patrick Show family. Well, I just like to tell you guys, thank you, thank Dan for having me in because I understand, you know, it, 
it's this business that you guys do, the things that you guys do on a daily basis, man, is truly amazing. And to those that's listening to the podcast, you know, when Dan talks about them doing double duty, they literally do. Everybody has like two or three jobs. Dylan. Even me, right? Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Most right, listen, I, no, seriously. <laughs> Mario has three computers in his office. He was sitting there turning red, comes out, smiles. Oh, yeah, I'm all set. Nah, you know what I'm saying? But he was in there on the grind. I really appreciate you guys having me out, though, man. <laughs> I just wanna I just wanted to get chat row straight, you know? Oh. Hey. That's all we got for this week on the twelve fifteen club for Dylan the Graphics Guy, Marvin the Print, Eric the Big German. Thank you, Jeff. Yours truly my Ario. Have a good weekend, everyone. <laughs>